we're, we're, this is too good not to record. Right. Uh, yeah. You just look at the WWE, you were saying. See, now, now I'm under pressure. Um, <laughs> Mike shy. Right? So, yeah, no, um, basically everyone's like a televised indie at this point. They're just, you know, it's... Yeah, but you look at the WWE setup, and it's like this huge, you got to sell the screens. And oh, the Thunderdome. Just, yeah, and it has a different feel to it than, than the AEWs and the Ring of Honors and the, and the Impacts. Well, they also have the money to do it. So does AEW. Yeah. It's not, it's oh, not probably. But like, Tony Khan, I mean, he, can, he can sink as much money as, in, into AEW yeah. as he wants. Well, I also think, you know, each person wants each uh, organization needs to try to look a little bit different than the next. So AW established early on the, they always had the wrestlers around the ring since day one during their shoots. Yeah. So day one, they had that crowd that, that, you know, crowd quote unquote, but it was the other wrestlers. There's other staff that weren't working were around the ring. So you'd have to still have that live feel. Whereas, you know, the first one we paint, my wife and I painfully watched the first WWE event afterwards with Triple H on the mic, and they just kept talking about how weird it was the whole time. Like, the more you talk about it, the you're, bring, you're bringing it up. Yeah, you're drawing attention to the to the to the situation. And it was like so silent in there, and there was like no noise, and it was just it was yeah, it was like watching a training center video basically because there was nothing you know except for Michael Cole and Triple H on the mic. It was just eerily silent. Yeah. Um, and I and I think you know so early on, I think AEW had the win for how do you get how do you do this as a show and still make it seem like you're, you're invested in it? Uh, of course. Yeah, then, I, did give, I did give a little bit of a better atmosphere, like as far as the crowd goes, cause there were at least people, even though they were, they were wrestling characters, which I thought was a little weird. Right. It was like almost like every match is like a lumberjack match. now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So but, that, but they're, that, but that they're on, a little strange. They're on, they're on the other side of the fence though. <laughs> yeah. Like they couldn't hop over. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. The velvet rope. Oh no! Um, <laughs> it's so tall. I mean, Marco probably can't fit over it though. So. Well, one thing we learned this week is walls don't work. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, walls. Yeah. So why are we spending so much wall on the southern border if the wall outside the Capitol building can't stop people from climbing it? I couldn't do a very good job. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, like, yeah, the rest of the wrestling deal, like, it kind of reminded me when I when I first started, I worked for a company called um, New England Championship Wrestling, and it was like one of the first internet shows mm-hmm. um, and we did it in at, at, at the wrestling school that the, uh, the booker was running at the time. And what we would do is we'd be, and this is an old school thing that people, I think old, old school TV did was the audience was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. The audience, the wrestlers like <laughs> were, wait, were, were the crowd basically, but we were off camera. But we had we played roles, so like when the when the when the baby came out, we'd all cheer, and when the right. heel came out, we'd all boo. So like when when you were watching the show, it sounded like there was a crowd there, like booing and cheering people, but you never saw. We them. just saw them. It was basically the dark audience, you know. Yeah, keep everyone and then, else yeah, in the dark. Do, and then you do um like ringside interviews, you know, back back in the day when we used to do like the ringside interviews after the matches, we we they would do that, and we'd be booing and cheering like appropriately, and it, it kind of, you know. It, that that it kind of reminded me. This whole thing kind of reminds me, like like not seeing the crowd, but having that crowd reaction too. Because I, I think WWE at one point too was like pumping in crowd noise. Oh, I, that which, that noise which, which was really awkward. I hated that in MLB when they were pumping in the crowd noise. I'm like, if there's no crowd, there's no crowd. Just just own the no crowd thing. You know, turn the cameras, have the backdrop be the entrance, 
own the no crowd if there's yeah. no crowd there. I think that's for the players though, right? Because there is that. Oh no. No, no. I mean, when you are when you're playing a sport, you do you do feel that excitement when, with the crowd, even on the sidelines of, of athletic contests at like high school games. Like yeah, trainer, right? so, but, but when you like, but when you look up and there's no one physically there cheering, it's just piped in crowd noise from MLB the show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. You'd have to ask, you'd have to ask somebody who's actually doing it at a pro level. But I, I do feel like there is kind of that kind of like, um, you know, reinforcement at least. You know, you I get guess. that kind of audio reinforcement to. Well, I mean, as far as the the wrestling setup between Impact WWE and, and AEW goes. You know, yeah, like you said, WWE's got the Thunderdome. Um, Impact is just doing empty arena. Um, but they're the same angle as AEW. But AEW, you know, being that they're part of the Khan family, they are so lucky to be in the facility that they're in because they're in an open-air facility. Yeah. So they're able to bring in – now they're doing, like, 25% capacity crowds. So they're bringing in – there's people coming into the shows now. And you see them in sections. They're all masked wherever they are. Um but they're, they're spread out through the arena. And, and there's like a line of demarcation where you can see that, you know, there's no fans below this line in the stands. They're all up in the upper rafters. There's no one down below. So yeah. down below, this is the wrestling bubble. Up here is the, uh, the fandom that are allowed to come in to their open air arena, which is kind of a benefit for, you know, for having that uh, in this huge. time. And I just but, think too, like work, working to a crowd is just, Oh yeah. Well, especially if it's if, so much more helpful, right? <laughs> and, and, and anything that's live performance. Yes. I mean, yeah. um, oh, I never put my phone on silent. Oh, that was fail box. Unprofessional. Right so um, unprofessional. Oh. But yeah, I think we talked about this early on, like in one of our first podcasts about it. And it was like, it felt like, it felt like, um, like, uh, training, right? It felt like when you're training, like that you do, you do, you, you pantomime all the like going to the crowd and like working the right. crowd a little bit because you know you have to get used to doing that. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody there, so it feels kind of weird. <laughs> so, but and that's what it felt like watching like early like wrestling before the, you know they they got the kind of crowd situation like thought out was like these the guys would just go and I say guys the wrestlers would go and like you know cheer to the crowd that wasn't there because right. you know, they were just so used to working the you work the crowd like it's part of your it's part of the it's part well, of wrestling again you know going back to the fact that we talked about aw is kind of like a televised indie because they're the new upstart and they're that's still the men, mentality organization and real realistically most of the roster didn't do tv before that show so it's almost as you know when you if you're going to a pandemic where you're talking about we're going to have no crowd what better performers do you want than people that are used to performing in front of no crowd? You know, <laughs> WWE is like yeah. so. Even though everyone started off in there, WWE is such a monster that you know all the top guys haven't performed in front of an indie crowd in 30, 20 years. Like when was when was the last time you've been to a WWE show? Like um, live? WrestleMania two years ago was the okay. last time I went. <laughs> that, that's okay. kind of unfair one to use as an example, I guess. No, yeah, I mean because that's that's like the big one, but. The the point I was I was thinking about was WWE shows, and I, I haven't really been to any other shows. The only I went to a, a Rumble a few years ago. Um, I got tickets, and you can tell how much of a televised product it is. Oh, when you're so there much! Now. Oh, well, I mean, from back from back when we used to go, like when I when I was in college, you kind of you, you kind of saw the setup, like you can you kind of saw everything. But now when you go, it's it, it's all about it's the TV. Four crowds. 
It, you, it was, it's a TV production. I mean, right. Lillian Garcia comes out beforehand, says, "Hey, we're gonna go live in 30 seconds." I yeah, want that, to always ha- that always happened. Right? You see- always have that, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about that. No. I'm just talking about the way the like there. It feels like there's a lot. There's longer breaks, right? Um, it feels like the way I, like, I know because I obviously I watch I watch the referees a lot because I'm a, I'm a wrestling referee, <laughs> so I'm paying attention to them probably more than most people. And I'm watching what they're doing to, to, you know, give people production cues and right. tell people like, oh, stay there. Like, like you know, stay there. We got a good shot. No, right. we good. Yeah, we froze for a second. Yeah, it was, a, it was a round, um, but whatever. <laughs> We're back. Um, you know, uh, you can see people setting up shots. Yeah. Which, which is kind of, which is kind of takes away from the, I mean, I see that everywhere now. Cause just cause I've been paying attention so much in wrestling. I, I like, I can always see like, Oh, they're not, they're setting up a spot over there. They're setting up a spot over there. And it's like, it's hard not to see now when you, once you see it the first time, I think it's hard to unsee it. Yeah. I'm not even talking about spots though. Right. Oh. I'm talking about like, um, like, like, you know, when you're, you're setting up a shot, right. When right, you're setting right. up a, like a, like a, you want this, you want this, like even like after the matches, right. Like right. you do your replays and stuff and they're like, Oh, we we got we have to have this person here on the ramp for when we come back from the from the replay mm-hmm. to do their thing, and they're sitting there and they're waiting, uh, right. and then so, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, <laughs> and they're raising right, yeah. their hands and they're oh yeah, like, I've, I've totally they're, seen they're, that, they're, and they're playing to the camera, but they they know they have to wait for the camera to be on them because they're so, yeah they're and, walking up the ramp really slow and they're not and they're they're walking up the ramp really slow, they're not doing anything, and as soon as that red light goes on, all of a sudden. Sometimes the they're literally standing there waiting for it. Like I've they're seen, yeah. standing there waiting for the camera to, to, to go on them to react. And it, it takes away from the, 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 the live events. And oh, I, the think, lo- I, I think WWE treats the live audience as another prop, honestly. Because like you said, it's, it's so much shot for the TV show that the live audience at a regular like Raw or SmackDown uh, broadcast is really just another prop. They're the background. They're the, they're they're the crowd noise for the TV audience because that's where they make the money. They don't. Right, you know, that's you the buy, you buy a WWE ticket for thirty. You know, it's thirty dollars to go. It's not like they're making a ton of money on ticket sales. They're making the money. So, right, that's that's their commercials. Right, and that's but that's the evolution of wrestling, right? Because that's that, that it, yeah. it's become such a television product as where right. back in the yeah. day it was more of a it was it was more of a geared towards a live audience. There's nothing worse than having someone introduced to the ring before commercial break because they. They get introduced, then they walk down, and they're standing in the ring for three minutes, doing nothing. Yeah. And, and like, and in house, either they're, you know, for for the live audience, either they're showing some, you know, subway commercial on the big screen, or like it's John Cena's next movie commercial is what they're showing. It's like they they all of a sudden cut to something that's totally not relevant to the match you're about to watch, and and yeah. just show you stuff, or then they just and they or they'll just dim the lights and play music, then all of a sudden the lights come back up. And then the guy in the ring gets animated again, and then they introduce the other opponent. And then it's like, wow. So we, well, you could just not introduce them before the commercial break and just did something else. You could have had a circus clown come out and entertain us, tell us jokes or yeah, something. Yeah, they've, they've, they've taken a lot away from the, the, the audience as far as like going, the live experience. Like, and that's what, I, that's what I really like about like the indies is that I feel like because it's, television isn't the main goal. Um, right, there, there is no really break. <laughs> No, no, there's not. I mean, even like we do the um, the eye pay per views, but there's no commercial breaks during that. Right. So it's still it's still light television, but it's not. You don't have commercial breaks or. Um, well, you know that these, that's what kills me about. Do, you do have these like long. Sometimes you'll have like a few minutes of a 
like an interstitial, like building up the next match or whatnot. But it, the, usually that's shown on the screen on, in the arena too. It's not like, yeah. right. It's not like we're going to introduce somebody and then take a, take a two minute break to, and sit around for a little bit. Right. It's going to, it's going to be before the match. And I always hate the live that. audience, the live audience, you still keep the live audience in, involved. I always say when you're watching like the Royal Rumble and then they are still showing you commercials in the middle of the pay-per-view. I'm like, I, I'm not, I didn't pay for the pay-per-view to watch more commercials. Well, the idea of paying that, for pay-per-view is to make that network money. I know it's, it's just <laughs> kills me. It's like, or we paid for the, to not have commercials and you're still showing me commercials that I can't fast forward yeah, through. And, and you're, you're just killing me here. Um, come on. Well, would you rather, would you rather pay for a $60 pay-per-view? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But even then, even back watch in the a day, few commercials. it was still, you still had to pay for, you still watch commercials even when you're paying the $60. Yeah, I don't remember any real. There were still like, like maybe, subway maybe spots and stuff. Here. It was just like, why, why am I, why is there a break here? Come on. It should be boom, boom. It should be wrestling, build up video, wrestling, build up video. This is the payoff. This is the right. Well, it was like back in back back in the day, like the, right. You know, we're talking nineties, nineties. Right. This back that you know. This is the payoff, and you know maybe don't make WrestleMania seven hours long. Break it up into two nights, like Wrestling Kingdom does. Well, it's it's still two nights if you count the you know the, the NXT show beforehand. Well, like, I'm, I'm talking about the actual WrestleMania. Actual right? WrestleMania. It, it's it's it, yeah. I. You know what I mean? Seven hours is just it's too long. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's 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 creating content. That's that's all they care about. Yeah, because like you can't, no one can pay attention to anything for that long of time. No, no one's gonna be invested, and that's the thing. And then you can tell in the crowd by the times like the WrestleManias that I've watched that were in, the, in recent years. Like by the, by the main event, everyone's yeah. shot. Either the I'm falling, shot. Either I've fallen asleep on the couch. Yeah. Or or in the stands because it's yeah you're just exhausted. Like and you're trying to keep that crowd engaged the whole time, and you can't. You can't keep that level of excitement the entire time. It's impossible. Um, yeah, and then you, you know, it's funny, it's funny too because you know we'll complain about indie shows that are like over three hours long, and we're like, oh, why is this so long? This That's because afterwards like, you got to clean crowd, up. We're gonna kill. We're gonna kill the crowd by the main event. The crowd is exhausted and tired, and it's like, yeah, no, nah, WrestleMania. We're like, we're gonna double that. It's three hours is nothing. Well, it's a little different, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Any shows you got something to prove still. It's hard to keep the crowd. It's like, you know, the difference between going to see a comedian that you've seen before and you're like excited to go about versus like going to an open mic. Like, okay, make me laugh, funny boy. And it's like you got to work harder when you, when you're not established. You know, if you're the indie yeah. wrestler, you got to work a little bit harder to entertain the people because like, yeah, show me what you got. Let's see that moon salt. Yeah. Oh, you slipped on the rope a little bit. Not impressed. That is true. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it, but it's, and it's a shame because like, you know, the Indies is like where you develop things and, and, and it's the, that's the downside of TV. It's like, you make one little mistake. Everyone's like, Oh, they slipped on this. It's like, come on, these people, these guys do the same spot. Girl guys, girl, wrestlers do the same spots over and over and over again. You don't think they're going to slip once in a while or they're going to miss a well, spot. Especially with the spots they're doing now. Right. I they're mean, so high flying. Everyone's, you know? everyone's got moves off the ropes and jumping and, and, and bouncing off like, when I say right. bouncing and like jumping off like like a trampoline off the ropes like yeah like yeah you're gonna slip once in a while <laughs> like yeah hopefully you don't end up too 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 messed up but but you know I mean that started like thirty you know twenty years ago ECW the, the UF dub chants right like yeah anytime a wrestler like slipped up a little bit they would start the chants and get on them because but that's I mean, that was what was great about ECW too we go back to talking about crowds 
like the crowd was part of the show right like when you and <laughs> a lot of wrestlers will say that a lot of that ruined wrestling but <laughs> that that and you know kayfabe but but the reason the ECW crowd was so into it was because when you went to an ECW show, you you felt like you were part of the show, just just as, almost just as much as the wrestlers were. Hey, you handed which, the which wrestlers did piss off a lot of wrestlers, Here but, <laughs> but they were paying. The, you're paying your ticket, like yeah, like you you were making yourself part of the. You were injecting yourself into the show, and I think that's why a lot of the, like the old school ECW fans like really enjoyed it because you did feel like you were part of like the product. Right, I agree with that. Well, that was that was good wrestling talk for the morning. Um, yeah. Good luck. Good luck trying to fit that into the, the, the today's discussion. Uh, you know, well, I'm just gonna we're just gonna soft roll it right in because I think it's a nice soft en- entry. And uh, because you know, 2021, nothing crazy has happened yet this year. It's been a nice, been a very nice, smooth, very seven, smooth days. transition into 2021. Yeah, we were, 2020 is behind us. Everyone's excited. So. I think you know the the confirmation of the electoral votes went off without a hitch. I think nothing ha- nothing happened, right? Let's start off with some good news. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna go Blor- backwards. And- Georgia, Georgia, uh, and that's Georgia. What, Georgia. Georgia. The, new, the news in Georgia was overshadowed by the tragedy in D.C. But yes, uh, the siege on our capital. Georgia. I woke. You know, uh, the wife and I. We 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 stayed up. We were trying to stay up late uh, as the votes were you know being tallied to see, you know. How soon are they going to be? And they, we, we saw it going back and forth as they're coming in. We're like, okay, it's it's close. I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah, I think I went to bed around like one, and they had called it for Warnock and yeah. Purdue. And then I woke up, and they were like, well, Purdue's iffy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that's still that's still better than I thought. I did not I did not give the the Democrats a chance. I'll be I'll be completely 100 percent honest. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought um, the polls were too tight, and the polls in the presidential election were kind of kind of lead let let, let lean blue a little bit. So I thought you, I usually like to shave a couple of percentage points, at least like one and a half percentage points off the polls for, well, for mean, Democrats, because it seems like Democrats. I don't know what for whatever polling reasons seem to get a little bit of a bump in the polls, and I think you know that's that's been shown in the past four years or so. Um, yeah, you know, polls are all messed up. Concrete studies, but where's your numbers? <laughs> Right, and, the, you know, the, and looking at the polls, they're not—they're not that inaccurate. Like people are killing polls right now, as far as like, oh, they're worthless. They're not worthless, but they just—you just got a number one taken with it, a little bit of a grain of salt, and realized they're not—they don't necessarily need to be accurate as far as what the election results are going to happen. Right? They're just—they're a poll. They're a—they're a—they're a, they're a right. survey. Right? They're a so, snapshot. Yeah, and usually they're—they're they're a lot more not as big as a percentage of the population as people people like to well, there's, think, there's, right? there's huge problems with polling i mean we can get into that if you, if you use a thousand people like that's not a great like representation of the and six thousand people seems like a lot of people but it's not it you know when you, but, we're talking about millions of people it's really not that big of a representation and polls are also it's, it's based on how you ask the questions it's based on who you're calling what phone number you're calling when you're calling so you know who reacts to your debate between landlines and cell phones and yeah. yeah, are you actually doing representative? No, who, uh, who? Getting I don't a, have a landline. Do you have a landline? No, I will. Yes, but it's not hooked up. <laughs> That's fair. Because, yeah. because it's part I, of the, I actually do. 
It's part of the kill package. package. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm actually the same way. Now it's, that it's I think cheaper about to it. it's cheaper to have the landline and cable than just to have internet. So. Once, once, once in a while, on my my TV, the, the phone number will pop up, and like this person, this number is calling. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't. No one has my number. I don't even know. What yeah, we don't. Know we, well, we don't even use the cable box either, so I never, never even see that. So. <laughs> Cause we just use the YouTube TV. So it's like the cable box is in the basement. The phone's never been hooked up. I don't know what's happening with it. So whatever, but yeah, so Georgia, we, we, we got a blue flip, both, both Senate seats flip blue, which is remarkable, amazing, hopeful. We now have Senate minority Mitch, leader, Mitch McConnell and Senate majority leader, Chuck Schumer. Well, that's, that's the, that's the bonus, right? Cause uh, you know, it's, I mean, with the slim lead, I don't think, we're going to get many progressive policies passed by the, by the Senate, right? No, I, because there's still, there's still a few conservative Democrats, relatively conservative Democrats that that'll shut anything for like super progressive. Down. Yeah. But it does give Democrats control of the committees. It, it takes away Mitch McConnell's blocking of like bills that, that, that the house passes. And I think that's um, the biggest part right there. That's, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. And you know, it, it's better. Right, it's, it's things still need to be fixed in this country, but it's 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 at least we're going to move in the right direction a little bit, right? Well, I, it just just Sorry. just taking Mitch McConnell off off the throne after the years he's been on there, I think, is a huge huge step in the right direction because to have him in charge for so long in that seat and and like you said, blocking so much legislation because either he just doesn't agree with it personally or he or he uses the excuse of well, it'll never pass, so we're just not going to bother bringing it up for a vote. You know, um, right. now, now that's not uh, – that can't happen anymore, so now we're going to be able to see what happens. You know, what, what does Schumer bring up for a vote? Do we have more consensus between the House and the Senate? Do we, do we see more bills coming through? Do we end up getting $2,000 stimulus checks instead of $600? Hey, here, here, go see a Star Wars. Come on. What am I going to do with that $600? Actually, we, we donated one of our checks because – That's good. We, well, you know, we, we look at, my wife and I look at each other like, working, well, right? we, we're working, we don't need it. And um, one of our neighbors down the street, he's a pastor of the local church or one of the local churches, and they, they've been running uh, food banks every week. And so we ask, well, you know, what's the need? What, what, what do you guys need? And like, because it's always after the holidays. And this is the thing that people always forget and, and don't think about, you know, the biggest time that people donate food is always between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Then right after Christmas, it drops off and, and, and food donations go down and people that need it uh, don't get as much food. So we, um, we took uh, basically one of our checks and we bought a series of $25 gift, stop and shop gift cards to, to give to the food bank. Because, cool. you know, they, they obviously they take non-perishable foods, but they still need the, the gift cards. So people can go out and buy perishable foods um, for, the, for their families. So yeah, that's, like, that, that's we, a great point. And uh, you know, don't obviously always donate what you can. Um, but and yeah, that's. And that's I'm not trying point. to say say like, oh, look how great we are. But it's like if no, if you don't if you don't need it, you know. Well, I'm saying if you don't need it, we you know, not not say we didn't save some, but we the because you know you get it for the kids too. So like we took the money for the kids, put it in their savings account. Like okay, fine, it's theirs. Then we took the up part of it, and we're like, oh, we don't. It's kind of like guilty. We, we almost feel guilty, like keeping this money for ourselves. When, like we said, we're both still employed. We don't need it right now. Give it to see people that are starving. And that's why you're that, not a billionaire, Keith. 
Well, you got to hoard true. that. You got to hoard that money. My name is hoard it. My name is not I'm, Elon Musk. That's the not billionaire in the world. thinking. Oh, Elon. I, 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 I got. I, I was. I was reading a thread about Elon before we came on, and something about him, like basically, like oh, I'm. I'm good with my money. Like I'm doing good things. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Hey, um, he... <laughs> and, and, I mean, we could we could get it all. I feel like I should save Elon bill, for another billionaire. Show. Th- yeah, billionaire philanthropy, which is uh, you know, it's a it's a weird flex. It's, a, it's like billionaire uh, I, You know, I, I'm exploiting. Right I'm exploiting the world, but I'm helping things. Right, I'm doing good things. It's almost like it's almost like um, oh, like like uh, you know, trying to be absolved from your guilt. Right, it's like um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'm exploiting workers, and you know, I'm trying to overthrow governments in other parts like, of the world but you know i uh, i donate my money it's like i have such a you know i used to like really look you know the idea of tesla and spacex and all that i'm like oh this looks really cool and like look what they're doing but it's like as far as like tesla goes i'm like you know they they started a revolution but they're not gonna win that revolution they're not gonna end up being they they, they push the needle forward of like saying hey look we can make electric cars both sexy and efficient instead of just like you know well because before before tesla think about most electric cars were like you know what a tree hugger would buy right you know they're trying to like take a a hot hatch and put a battery in it basically because like this is what an electric car should look like and they're like oh no we're gonna make the roadster and we're gonna make a really fast electric car to like get rich people to buy it so we can buy more build more cars in this i was like okay that makes sense um but the you know whether you like Tesla or not, the, the side effect of it is that now you have GM, Nissan, Toyota, um, uh, Volvo, Volkswagen, all these other car companies committing to converting all or most or, or most of their fleet into full electric within the next five to 10 years. Yeah. And I think, so, you know, within, by the time we, we leave this earth, I think, the majority of the cars on the road will be electric. Right. I just think it's something that has to be done. Or, or, or some sort or of alternate. Make, or we might not make it that far. <laughs> or some sort of alternate fuel combination. E. Hydrogen. I think Toyota is actually going back to researching hydrogen. Yeah. Well, yeah. So something that's not gasoline based. Right. Basically. No um, more fossil fuels. Yeah. Which is going to upset the people um, in Alaska who just got permission to basically do more drilling up in alaska actually i didn't hear the fallout because it that again that news got overshadowed everything the other day because that was a big news headline in the morning that the leases were open up but the sub headline for that was that they weren't actually expecting people to jump on the leases because they were uh just expecting biden to overturn it once he took office right so why why bother signing up for the lease if it's not going to be available right so yeah which makes sense but it, it, I see that as one of the last things of Trump. Like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm leaving. Let's just open up the land so everyone can draw drill and let's do this and let's do that. Let's you know, I. So okay, let's let's circle back to the other day. <laughs> this horrible horrible day staying on our history, the only second time in the history of the United States that the Capitol building has been breached. Since the British burned it down, in eighteen in the War of eighteen twelve. I'm not sure exactly. 1814, I believe, was the year it happened. They, it was CNN mentioned it when I was watching. Because um, I don't know about you, but we were glued to the TV. 
and then to the computer. Um, yeah, you know, I was we didn't want it on the TV. Back and forth between uh, TV. Um, yeah, I usually I'm gonna I usually watch MSNBC, um, and then I'll flip over to, to Fox. I was looking for the I was looking for the the Newsmax a little uh, OAN. I don't I don't know what's on my cable system. I was looking for it, but I can't find it. I don't know exactly what channel it is. <laughs> so many damn channels on, on cable. But uh, you know, I, I do like to flip over to Fox once in a while to see to see what the talking heads over there are talking about. And even they were like, "This is this is ridiculous." Um, oh yeah, but then last night we were watching Handy, and he was basically, like, "Yeah, but where were the oh, lib, lib, liberals talking about the right?" And then he was just talking about everything that happened over the summer, and, and like basically he did this the classic deflect. Well, let's not talk about well, the yeah, actual like, issue. What let's about, about whataboutism is is a real right. is a real problem right now. Um, cause yeah, you see a lot of that on the internet. Um, but yeah, Hannity's right now is lobbying for whatever Trump media conglomerate he's going to, he's going to, cause that's, I really feel like Trump is going to start his own. He's either going to like invest heavily into one of these far right wing, um, which, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, like far further right than Fox, like media news, news, well, I mean, conglomerates um like oan or newsmax i think he's either gonna he's either gonna buy one of these or invest heavily into one of these buy one create his own own. Um, i mean handy last night also was heavily promoting parlor he's like yeah i'm on parlor i'm telling all my friends to get on parlor you know because now twitter twitter's shutting down trump i'm like oh my god yeah well yeah trump got zucked and uh and and twitter was like you got to delete these tweets or we're we're banning you yeah Um, as my friend put put it uh zuckerberg closes the barn doors after the horse has already left i mean it's a little bit too little too yeah, a little, little bit too late, late. guys you know it's like the damage is done like again it's it's all the posturing it's like mitch mcconnell and lindsey graham giving their speeches you know it's again that was we're, pathetic we're, you know, and lindsey graham i'm sorry lindsey graham's speech was i thought it was pathetic um mitch mcconnell right. actually mitch mcconnell's on brand <laughs> Yeah, his speech wasn't that grating on me for for whatever reason. But but don't like don't expect me to like pat you on the back and say, oh, it's okay. Like you're doing good now. Like no, No, I never will. Get out of here, man. Like, (laughs) well, he um, he's he's a politician through and through, and he like I've said many times before to people, Mitch McConnell jumped on the Trump train because it got him where he was going, and he jumps off when it's no longer beneficial to him. Also, too, it's. Mitch McConnell just got reelected, right? He's not running yeah. again for six years. And yeah, he does. That's, that's even if he runs again for for Senate. I mean, I don't know how old Mitch McConnell is. He's got to be, he's got to be up there somewhat. So running running again in six years for Senate, I don't know if he's gonna. So he, it's easy for him to come out and say. And plus, two six years from now, Americans have short memories. Oh God, yeah. Americans have short memories. I don't know if this is <laughs> they're going to be on people's minds six years from now, and that's that's scary. That's scary to me. Um. But people do have short memories. And I think one of the biggest takeaways I have from all this is people don't care that much. That's, that's like people the saddest like, part. I think people like you and me and probably some of the, whoever is going to listen to this podcast, like who, who Mitch, cares Mitch McConnell is 78 years old. See, there you go. So he'd have to run in, as an 84-year-old. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen. But my getting back to my point, you know, pe- people who are politically invested and people who, who – who look into this kind of things and, and I mean, I don't say we're political experts or anything, but we do like to talk about it. And I think that's being engaged is one of the best things you can do. Um, mm-hmm. But I think your average person doesn't really care about any of this. Number no. one, we're, we're brought up to not care about the, like not, 
to not care about the government at all, right? We're, we're, we, we're kind of brought up to be like the government is, is, is default bad. Right. Um, you know, the politicians are, as a default are, are bad. They're, they're out for their own interests. And a lot of this is true. And that's, and I think that's why a lot of people buy into this, but the, the Capitol building people broke into it. (laughs) Like that's a big deal. That's a, the, first of all, it's a federal crime. All those people committed federal crimes. Um, and what kills me is, and, and they posted about it on social media, like their face in there. And some of those are actors that are known people. Like they, yeah, they're they, not scared. You know, you know they, they're not scared, but they're going to be the scared. The president told them to do it. They'll be scared. When, they, you know, so the reason why, above all else, I think that we should remove, well, well there's many reasons. But I, I said this yesterday where... You know, so all these people, they committed federal crimes, right? President could still pardon them. He's not. He could, I saw, though. I did. I, he could. I saw you post that. With that, you would have to assume that Trump cares about these people. Well, that's a fair point. That's <laughs> a fair point. Because they're, <laughs> clo- they're, not, they're not personal friends of his. They're not no. billionaires. No. What, they're, what, they're, is, what is Trump going to pardon the, the QAnon barbarian guy? Like, what, like... I'm going to make him into a D&D character. Oh, my God. I've seen a couple of memes about him. Was, I don't want to give him any any credit or anything, but no. they were the memes about him were pretty funny. Um, like, but you know, uh, you, 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 like, you can, guy, like copy his point. like they can cosplay as the as the QAnon. I, I don't even know it was the QAnon Shaman. That's that's what he's called. The QAnon I'm going to call him the QAnon Barbarian because yeah, yeah, he's more of a barbarian. His outfit. Uh, but but yeah. you're right. You, you know, you you bring up a great point. It's like why why would Trump pardon these people? He doesn't, he doesn't care, care about, about these people. They're, they're they just, love him, right? And they think he's God, and they, they worship the ground that he walks on. Mm-hmm. He could give up. He doesn't care about these people at all. He right? care less if these people get arrested and thrown in jail for 20 years. He just doesn't bother him at all. Yeah, no, I, you're right. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, and that just bothers me. Even Does more. Trump need to be removed from office? Yes, but do he need to be removed from office? years ago <laughs> right so, I and mean, we we went down this road already and it's it's not it's it's not gonna happen and we have I mean, 12 it's not gonna happen now. within in the next 12 days 12 days we got we got 12 days um what do you what do we do about the inauguration should it be virtual should we not should can we should we not make it public which is sad it's it's a sad thought well but at I mean, this point i think i don't think we can i'm there's well, a legitimate the is, threat Usually, so on our inauguration day, I've never personally been, but I know people that have gone to inauguration. The security for inauguration is beyond. Like, there's a perimeter of like I forget how many miles, but there is a perimeter around the Capitol that you have to go through security to get in. And there's you know there's dump trucks and blockades around it, so it's not like you can you can't drive a car there. You can't just run in. There's there's legitimate security forces, and it's not going to be a public event where people are allowed to come like in the past. It, they, they already said most of it's going to be virtual. So they're, they're going to have the dais there with, you know, him getting sworn in and everything. There was going to be a small delegation up there uh, just for, I think, pop and circumstance and tradition kind of stuff. But you're not going to have people on the lawn like you would in the past. That's not going to be there. Well, it wouldn't be as big an event anyway because of COVID, right? Right. But, well, that's why he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want people to come out as crowds. But regardless in- of COVID, like if – like we would, you know, I would have thought there was good security at the Capitol up until up until a few days ago. Well, I mean, so I'm reading so many different things, and it's like it's hard to know what's true right now because 
it's of course still being looked at. One thing I saw was that the uh, initially the Capitol Police told they didn't want the National Guard. They said we don't need your help. Initially, that was one thing I saw. Another thing I've seen, and again, this is all those things I've been reading in news articles. I don't have confirmation on any of these things or what's true or what's not, and it's all being investigated right now. But you know, you had people that were part of part of the insurgents were also part of the police department were flashing badges to get in. I did hear that. I mean, you like I said, I don't, I don't and, know how, how true that is, but, but it's, you, you gotta, you gotta believe that some people that were there were part of law enforcement or military and were at some 100%, level. Hundred percent, I wouldn't doubt it. Just statistically, you would, you would think. Um, I mean, sh there was a fucking West Virginia lawmaker, right? That newly elected lawmaker that was there, like went and I don't know if he was one of the people who went into the Capitol, but he was the part of the crowd. He was definitely part of the crowd. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it's just, it's crazy to think about. It's, and But like I was getting back to, people don't seem to care that much overall, right? People don't seem to think it's that big of a deal, which is which is weird to me. Um, like I said, people like like you and I who are pretty, pretty politically invested as far as the average person goes, I think are, are shocked and appalled. And But I think, I think the average person really doesn't think anything about it. Like they're just like, oh, well, these people... These people were pro. I, oh my God! Like this is. This they were is not protesters. Thing. Yeah, they're. they're uh, I see a lot of people. Like I condone protesting and things like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Comparing it to the BLM protest over the summer. Oh yeah, like, of course they're going. I I, a lot of people. And they're centrist, right? And these people are like middle of the road centrist. These people aren't Trump's like huge Trump car flag carriers. These are like normal centrist, like somewhat politically engaged, but don't really have like a, a strong ideology either way. And they're like, they're, they're comparing it to Black Lives Matter protests. And it's like, what do you mean? Like I see people like, well, if you condone the riots during the summer, what what's what's the difference about this and it's like there's a difference see a difference there's a difference between raiding a target and breaking into a federal building where you know people are inside and threatening them these people yeah. did not these people did not show up as protesters you if you look at the images they're wearing body armor they're wearing tactical gear well they wear it everywhere because they're they're cosplayers Keith. but but still they're like, larpers you don't you don't like one of the you know he's got the zip the handcuff zip ties yeah because hand. they want sick hostages and that's what that's what they thought and yeah you're right about that you know i didn't see any black lives matter protesters walking around with zip ties looking to take hostages right but it's also like think about what they're protesting they're protesting democracy it's literally they're, they're protesting they're literally they're, protesting a democratic process because they believe that it was fraudulent and that's because the they've been led to believe that. And we have too many leaders, um, you know, aside from just Trump, because, you know, it'd be one thing if Trump was saying it and everyone else was saying, no, you got to back down. But then you have people like, uh, you know, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, people like that, and Hawley that, oh that, are, that are, you know, promoting it and, and supporting it and, and re reiterating and repeating it that you give he's get, they're giving legitimacy to it they're giving voice to it and now what what could have been one person's mad ramblings turns into a legitimate thing for more people if it was just trump saying it you'd have less people believing it right and there's still a lot of republicans out there i'm not talking about like i said these people aren't like 
Trump waves like flag carrying like crazy people, but they still believe, oh, well, there might have been something wrong with the election. Because that's the thing. If so many people start to say these things, they start to, say, they start to question it. Or you have people saying, well, you know, because you have people that are questioning it, we should still do something to investigate just to give more evidence that there was nothing I would wrong. love to investigate the elections. I have 100%. I have no problem investigating the elections. But that's not yeah, – but here but, we can, but no, I, I firmly believe that you're not going to change people's minds. People no. that believe it was fraudulent <laughs> are always going to believe it was fraudulent, no matter yeah. what you do. That's, you can yeah, have right. you can have the entire Senate. I mean, don't get me wrong. But at least, then, but at least then people like us would have an argument against it. We would, we would say these things were investigated heavily, right? Let's it let's go ahead. After after inauguration, Joe Biden appoints. All right, you know what? Go create a, a committee of ten senators, ten House members. You know, whatever. Put a committee together of like bipartisan from different states investigate it right spend a year doing it and come back with your findings and 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 make it transparent show uh, all the documents to the public to the people and everything and then be done with it right and because the courts didn't take any of these cases up because obviously there was no evidence to take them there's been no reason to take any of these cases up what trump and his supporters have been able to say is these people didn't want to look at the evidence they didn't right. even want to see they didn't want to take this to court because they knew it was gonna. They were the answers were gonna come back in the in the way they didn't want them to, and <laughs> that's not the way things work. But it, it's it's good rhetoric, right? It's good language. It's it's easy to say. Well, if they don't look into it, they're not gonna find it. Yeah, like. But so like, here's the thing. Like, the the people who who went into the Capitol doing doing what they did, right? I'm not. I'm not mad about the protests. Protest, you can protest. The protest is fine. And I'm not even mad about the property damage, right? I'm not mad about them smashing windows. I don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff. What I care about is the reason. The reason why, why are they doing this? And like we said, they literally are riding against democracy. We have a democratic process where we elect a president and they're like, no, this needs to be stopped. And that's a problem. And they're being riled up by the person that lost his son and his lawyer. And they, they you know, you, those clips, oh, yeah, you know, you, you see fall. the clips, you know, Rudy Giuliani saying, let's have trial by combat. <laughs> you know, Rudy Giuliani, I, I, I accept your challenge, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. You want trial Rudy by combat? Let's do this. Ring. Let's go. I will, <laughs> I will fight Rudy Giuliani in public for free. I'm pulling, I'm putting that out there right now. If he wants to come fight me, I am all for Tra- it. Tra- win- winner gets the White House. Winner, winner gets chicken dinner. I don't care. Like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't. I just uh, the reason to fight Rudy Giuliani, and and that would be that would be that would make my that would make my year actually. So, if Rudy Giuliani wants to fight, let's let's go. Um, but yeah, like it's it's. People don't seem to care as much as they should, which is a problem. I, at the same time, like I said, I was, I was telling my wife too, it was like, these people believe that the election was stolen. They believe right? it, full heart, full so heart. Just, so if someone came up to you and were like, Keith, so, someone, someone's raping your loved one or murdering your loved one or like causing harm. And, but don't worry about it. Just stay over there. Don't do anything about it. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. Like you'd be like, no, I'm going to go do something about it. 
and that's and that's the way these people feel, right? They feel like I need to do something about this. Like democracy is being under in their minds, democracy is being attacked mm-hmm. by the Democrats and China and whoever and the bankers and God, I, I could, I would, I, could you imagine associating with these people? Number one, that's that's a whole other topic. We'll get into that next. Of course, but, the, um, the, these people don't understand what democracy is, though. Well, a lot of people don't understand what the, I've, I I've seen. I had an argument with a, with a with a friend of mine about, and this is another what about his claim, but he was basically saying like, oh, you know, you talk about democracy, but you know, the, the Democrats have been um, trying to overturn democracy for the past four years. And I pushed back on him and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean by pushing back on democracy? And he didn't have an answer for it. He never responded. So I don't, I don't, I still don't know. And then he made another post about it. So I, I, I don't know what he means by, and I think, I, I think I know what he means by overturning democracy is overturning the, the presidential election four years ago. Cause that was a big right wing talking point, right? That the impeachment right. was trying to overturn democracy somehow, but right. that's not, democracy right the, like impeachment the, process is actually part of our dem- democratic right. impeachment process is, impeachment is a political procedure it's in the constitution in the constitution in law carried out by elected officials like i don't so overturn like i don't know what you mean by that it's, it was a it was a big right-wing talking point and a lot of people a lot of people ate it up because it sounded good right oh they're trying right. to they're trying to overturn my vote right i voted for trump and they want to overturn my vote yeah, but we're doing it in a, in, a, in a democratic process, right? It's still right. not, we're not storming the White House and saying, right. get get out, right? We're not storming the Capitol building and saying, yeah, we're we not going to elect them. We, we didn't, didn't show up. Day. We didn't show up and like storm the, the Senate floor and take selfies. Right. Well, that's, you talk about the police. And we could talk oh about no, that. I wasn't talking about that one. I was just, I mean, oh. like, I'm talking about the guy that sat in the, like where Pence was sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But the, self, you know, the selfies with the police and stuff too, that was kind of disgusting. Um, the, 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 the fact that people are comparing this to, to Black Lives Matter is kind of telling because, I mean, obviously, like, you know, one person, unfortunately, did, did get shot and killed. Um, there were, what, five deaths overall, I believe. Um, well, yeah, because an officer died, and one, and an officer officer. died this, mor- this morning who was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. I but, it, I mean... To, to anyone who followed the, the protest over the summer, like the the, the, the the law enforcement was treating these people a, a lot kinder than I saw over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that that's an issue right there. And a lot of people are bringing up that issue and, a lot of, and I'm seeing a lot of pushback on that. Um, but as also, you know, definitely from some video clips too, like they, they did not, you know, oh, they didn't anticipate violence. So they didn't have the security they should have is one of the statements that came out from it. And you could say they did. They were definitely not anticipating because you had some. I forget which channel I saw. There was more security during the the, the women's oh. march. Oh yeah, I mean you had one guy. Go- there was one door where there was one guard, and he was running for his life. I saw that, and that was that was crazy. Yeah, you know, like he's running up the stairs away from them because there's a mob coming in through the door, and he's one man, and he's not going to be able to stop. And, and at that point, yeah, that 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 poor guy, I would just and leave. that's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, right, you, guys, that's, you guys got it. You. Put, you <laughs> I'm one person. You're literally a bunch of miles. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to die for this right now. I'm going to fall back to a defensive position. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but if this was Black Lives Matter, there would have been there would have been. Well, if Black Lives Matter, they had bloodshed. They had ten rows of you know military uniforms on the steps. Yeah. Ready, there ready been to open a fire. There were fire hoses would have got came out, and and, and 
and this is the hard thing to argue about things like this because it's, it's, it's hypothetical. Right. And so I can't say for sure, like what would happen. I don't know. Cause I, it's a hypothetical, but well, I, I, mean, I, I just compare, I'm just comparing what I saw over the summer and the protest and the way things were handled then compared to, to this thing. And, well, come on. We, we've seen if, native if people being people sprayed with fire violent, hoses over pipelines. Yeah. So, and they were sitting oh, down yeah. peacefully. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you have, you have they, have native, protect, they have to protect capital, but so, you know, it, if it depends on who you are, you skin, if you don't think white privilege isn't a thing, wake the fuck up. Thank you. hundred percent. Because this, this, there's still a lot of people that don't, don't that was 100% white privilege the other day. It was like, you know, these are, as someone, so another faculty here posted like, wow, there's a lot of people that look like me there. Cause he's an older white guy with no hair and they're, like, they're all white people for the most part, you know, 99% yeah, of the people, yeah, that you'll were get, white. Well, you know, you'll see like a, a, a person of color, like once in a while in, in those rallies, but. Well, Hannity had them on Hannity had his two black Hannity friends. Hannity always on last has night. them on. <laughs> Hannity. Oh man. Yeah, it's only two people. It's the same two people every time. I'm like, like uh, at the risk I, of sounding I, racist, like Hannity should like literally put like, on their Chiron, like token, like token one and that, token two. Yeah, because that, that's what he does all the time. Oh, it's, like, it, I'm like, I said that to my wife. I was like, oh, look, tokens here, because it's exactly what he's doing. He's really like, I hate to see things because like, it, it, it does come off as a bit as a bit racist, but but but, but he does it. Time, he's like, well, I'm going to validate it by having these black people that think the same thing that I do exactly. talk about it. Like Candace Owens makes a career out of it. It's like, she, come on, she infuriates me, Candace Owens. It's like just because you have two black people on your TV show that have your views does not make it true. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, their, their individual experience does not speak for the experience of the rest of the black population. Exactly. And I, again, I'm standing here as a white person saying yeah, that's the thing too. Our, neither does our experience. So maybe, you know, <laughs> no, that's why, no. That's why that's why I find it hard to talk about a little bit because it it really isn't our place, but at the same time, it needs to be said. Um, and again, and go back to another show, you know, and then they, there needs to be allies too. So there's always going to be outliers. No allies. I mean, we have to be oh, allies. allies. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm so, um, no, it's okay. I, sometimes I slur, especially when I get excited <laughs> and I drink. Well, you shouldn't be drinking. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, that, the other day I was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of, uh, can, can, can we take a pause from dry January? <laughs> I was like, I said, uh, is it too early to start drinking? Asking for a country. <laughs> I think I did see that post actually. Um, but it was, it's, it was heartbreaking. It was hard to watch and I'm fearful for what might still come to pass in the future. The, inaugur the inauguration, like we still have steps to, to take and people aren't done. No. I think I, I, mean, I, I would hope that security would be a little bit beefed up after the situation um i think it will be for that especially you know inauguration you have secret service going to be there and all that stuff you know you, you talk about a different level when you have a president in the area you know the house and the senate they meet you know they 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 meet all they the time have, they still have secret service and whatnot right but you, I mean, you don't have but you don't have sharpshooters on the roof when, during that no you know no. You, during inauguration you, you may not see them but there's sharpshooters on the oh, roof yeah. no, you know I what i mean and you see one person breach the barrier, you're gonna see one person dead. But yeah, that's the thing though. You won't see one person breach the barrier. Right. You'll but, see thousands of people breach the barrier. I mean, how uh, many people were at this? How many people were at this? Yeah, I, I didn't I wanna, see any numbers. See, I didn't see what what do you what do you like I I have heard up to like hundred and fifty thousand. I think um the, I don't know. I definitely there were definitely a lot of people and and, and again. Not everybody I, was there to not everyone was right. there to storm the castle. 
you know, I, I believe in protest. Protest is our democratic right. If you have agreements, you're allowed to protest. And those people that are there to protest peacefully, I have no problem with that. I disagree with what you're protesting about, but that's what protest is about. But it's the 200 people that stormed the Bastille. What was it? Someone said, hey, they're storming the Bastille, but except they want to keep the king in power. Right. So it's a very weird situation. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. But, and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, I, what do you call this? Because, you know, I, I've seen a lot of the word coup thrown out a lot. And or, I, I've even used the word coup a few times. Or insurrection, I've or seen. Insurrection, insurgence, sedition. Um, what, what, that's the hard thing. What do you call this event? Because I don't know what their goal was other than we're going to stop this process from happening, which they obviously, I mean, if, they did. if someone took, if someone took five seconds to thought of it, think about it, they would have said, well, it's, it's not, it's not going to stop it. Right. No. It's not like they're going to come in and, and even if they like got hostages and even if they started executing members of the Senate on, on the floor on national television, like it, it still technically wouldn't stop the process from happening. No, it'd be, it'd be awful. Right. And we, I mean, it, it, would, it would definitely make, make for some news and, and it would change the way we look at politics and maybe that's the goal, but what they like, it still wouldn't stop the actual process from happening. But I hear things like they were going to go rationally. Yeah, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, because rationally you think, because you know we all think this. If, if you think rationally, like you know that they have an escape plan for the House and Senate. They have a plan in place to make sure of the Vice President do. and the Speaker of the House are protected at all times. They have safe rooms. They have a bunker. They they have a they have an underground subway that can take him to another location. You know, this all exists inside the Capitol building for these reasons. Well, that's also the benefit of not having a, like a centralized leader because there was nobody leading this protest, right? There was no one real like leading right. the charge here other than the president right. of the United States. Right. And himself. he said, I'll be with you, but then he didn't go. So it's not like- <laughs> right, He was going to march in with him. Like, that would have been, been a sight. Right, but- But again, but, he doesn't care about these people, right? He needs these people, but he doesn't care about these people. Right, they're um, they're pawns. They're yeah, they're they're, can, they're they're cannon fodder. Oh, basically. But yeah, that's what I'm like. That was my or, big takeaway. Or they're, like, they're what ego was, stroking. What was the plan? Like, what what were other than we're going to pause this well this but, process? What was the actual plan? Like, they obviously weren't going to like. They weren't prepared to like hold up in the Senate, right? They weren't going to just like. What is that noise? That's my cat going crazy. That's a weird noise for a cat. Yeah, it's purring to the other cat trying to get its attention. It's so, cat. so I think I think part of it is because if you look at the history of Trump himself, basically he whines and complains and threatens until he gets what he wants. And it's always worked up until now. Yeah. If you look at his history, career and business, you know, basically he threatens with lawsuits, he threatens with strong arming, and even his political career, political career, he's threatened with, uh, you know, talking bad about people and, and lawsuits and things like that. And it has worked up until now. And, and now he keeps trying the same tactics and he thinks, you know what, we're going to pressure this person and then they're going to do it. We're, I'm, I'm going to pressure Mike Pence and he's going to change the results. Oh, if Pence isn't going to do it, I'm going to have people go and protest and that's going to make them change the results. He, in his head, he thinks as long as he keeps complaining, as long as he keeps making a fuss and, and, and threatening with legal action or whatever, that something will happen in his favor. 
He doesn't know how to lose because he's never lost. Yes, substantially, I guess. I guess you're right there. Like I said, um, he's never played. He's never played a real sport where he's lost. He's never been on a team. He's never played a team sport. He's not. He didn't do little league, you know. Yeah. And where where you learn how to lose gracefully and stuff like that, which is important life lessons. And that's why kids should be in sports to learn how to lose. By the way, to, you gotta learn how to lose. That is true. And, and but he's never learned that lesson, and now he's learning it at 72 years old. Or whatever age he is, I forget. <laughs> He's old, seventy six, seventy two. Um, yeah, somewhere. Um, and that's where we're getting, you know. Yeah, and I, I get he's he's lashing out. Um, I just like I said, I just I don't I don't know what to call this situation. Um, it's it's definitely a, a black mark on on the country. It's black mark. Seventy four. Sorry. Yeah. Like, how, to, um, how to look it up? I was thinking about this like like a hundred years from now, like when, when we're when we're probably gone. I don't I don't expect to live to one hundred and forty. I know um, I don't. Neither do I. Or even like in in the future, like when 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 the historians look back, right, and we read about these in the in the history books, you know, when when your great grandchildren are in are in elementary school and middle school, like what are they going to learn about this this decade, <laughs> right, this presidency? Um, how is how is this going to be described? Is 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 a question that I keep that keeps coming back to me. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, it's 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 a strange time, and I think we're. It goes to the fact that I think we are living in a in a transitional century or so. Right. I think this is one of the times when and then when we look back in like far history, like. We're gonna we're gonna see this a big significant shift right at this moment. Time. Yeah. This um, this is gonna be one of those pivot points where we go from here to here. And yeah. there's gonna be a I cultural think, shift, there's gonna be a governmental shift. Right. I think this happens every couple like hundred years or so where we see like an, an ideology in the world change. And um and I think that number one is the internet has a lot to do with that, right? We're we're a much smaller community than we were even mm-hmm. for even forty years ago. Um the way we can interact with other people, you know, across the world is significantly different. Um, and I also think, I, at least, I, at least I hope, this is um, someone brought up. This could be the death, the death throes of of racism. I think you really do see uh, this as a backlash to electing the first black president in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump is definitely part of that. I think this whole situation, like the rise in fascism is a part of that. Um, the rise in white supremacy. Um, Which were totally on display. Attacks. You saw yeah. you saw the t-shirts, the Auschwitz camp. Oh my God, that guy. Oh, the six wait, million wait. were not enough shirt. Yeah. You see that one too? The like six- that's the, and I, and I, think I, brought, I, I said a sentence and I, I lost my train of thought about that. Like, imagine, no, no, imagine associating with these people. Right. Like you're, you're a regular person and, and alongside you is a person that believes that the Holocaust like was a, a great like thing. Even as a Trump supporter, like number one, like I, I have a hard time understanding your ideology there, but imagine like being like next, like at a rally with some, like if I was at a black rise rally and, and someone was wearing like a, you know, Auschwitz sweater, sweatshirt hoodie. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing here? 
like why wait, whoa hey, maybe i'm on the wrong team maybe i'm not maybe i shouldn't be here maybe right you know, yeah I'm exactly you know you show up to a party and there's people wearing some things that you're questioning and then you, you walk away because you don't want to associate with those people and but I they were that, that's a big difference too between conservatives and and, and and leftists and especially like fascists and leftists is that leftists police themselves almost almost too heavily sometimes <laughs> like like we you know, the, 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 we don't treat tankies very well, right? We don't treat like pro pro China and pro pro um, like Soviet Union um, leftists, communists, the, the same way that it seems right. like the, the conservatives treat basically Nazis. Like yeah, because we're not pro China. China government's really messed up, and we're not. Yeah, just because they're just because they're communists doesn't mean like I'm like I, I don't I, care. I, like, no, completely. I mean, I, you're not really a communist. Um, no, <laughs> I consider myself a communist. Well, um, the problem is, communist is a great idea, but poor in practice. Well, I mean, that's why you have. It'll never. That's the thing too with communism is as well as something I'm learning, um, is that you're you're never. It's never really done, right? It's it's not an ideology where you like you you get it and it's done. It's, it's always it's, it's there's always there's always more equality to be had. Well, the problem is with communism, the way it's been done in any country is never been done correctly because it's always been the uh it happened to the population except for the ruling class you still had right. the bourgeoisie and you still had you know which, people which, benefiting which from the it. Idea, what's the idea of, of communism is to eliminate the bourgeoisie but it but it doesn't it, it just but it, it, it never it never does because there's always going to be someone in power the idea is to have to to to, to make everything as equal as we can and right. I, I don't think that process ever stops and i, I think that's what i'm learning as a leftist is that it's not something that you, you it just happens and you're done. You're never gonna no. be done. You're never gonna be done with communism. There's always gonna be something to, to to fight for. There's always some. There's always gonna be some inequality to 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 fight against, right? So there's my there's my leftist rant for the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, you to make things more equal is always gonna be harder because things always change too. You you know, you you have new inequalities. You have new benefits, and how do you redistribute things over time? Is how you have to kind of try to figure things out after a while. So, right. No, nothing. I am a little. I am a little more practical in my communism, and maybe that's because I'm. That's why democracy over never is over either, because democracy is it's messy. There's always threats to democracy, and we saw that this week, right? You know, you have threats to democracy, and you have you have to change how it works too, because like we were having a conversation yesterday with family about just how, you know, the fact that you know part of the problem with the voter. You know, the reason why people think there's voter fraud and all this stuff is because every state has their own voter laws and none of them are the same. And so people get confused by that. But like people, I think, like, go to your point about the average person, right? The average person that doesn't educate themselves and learn about the fact that each state, you know, because of how our constitution is written, how it's supposed to be states' rights, every state is, it's up to the state to figure out how to run an election. There's no federal mandate of saying this is how you run the election it's up to the state to say this is how i run the election and give you my results um and because of that each state calls things slightly differently they run slightly differently and that's how you go well this state had early ballot this state had absentee ballot they're both really the same thing mail-in ballot versus absentee ballot but the state call them different things right and, and also they, might have some little bit differences how you run things and and, then, so you, and that's what I kind of find very hypocritical because I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember who it was now, and I can't, I can't, I can't place it. But I remember watching, because I, I was watching a little bit of the, um, 
the procedure after after everything that happened when they came back. I was trying to watch, I was trying to stay up and watch a little bit of that. And I can't remember who it was. It was Same. it was one of the one of the Republican um, senators was was up there talking about how we don't have a, a, a like a like a procedure for like federal um, presidential voting. Like we have like the Senate has their own right their own rules and the Congress has their own and um, the representatives have their own rules. But like for president, there, there there's no real like set boundaries or rule or whatever. And I'm like, wait, is your whole thing like states right? Like the state runs the election and the state because it's, it's not that's that's the way the president we elect the president in this country, right? If you want to go to like a popular vote where the, the federal government runs the election, I'm I'm all for that. But if like the way we have the situation now is like is literally this states elect the president right like the states vote based on how based on how many representatives they have they vote and that's the number that you get and <laughs> so I, it's it's a it's very hypocritical to me to, to for conservatives states right conservatives to come out and, and say like this the state shouldn't be able to to elect the president the way they see fit that's that's just, it's, it's it's a weird concept to me. I I don't understand it. Let's <sighs> uh, But Georgia. But Georgia. Blue Georgia. Freaking blue Georgia. I never thought it would. I n- never thought it was going to happen this year. I didn't. I even uh, even when the polls coming out, even oh my god, they're leading, and even all these things. Like I, it makes you, it makes you, it does make you wonder. Well, like, the 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 machine got out there. They got people to vote. Maybe Trump actually sabotaged themselves a little bit. We can't that's, say for that's, sure. And that's, and that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, did he did he sabotage it too did much all by of, did all of this? Really, I think that's why Mitch McConnell had such a hard time. Like, was kind of on the fence with all this over the in, in like over December, was because he knew that this was going to hurt his party. And that's right. that's what that's what McConnell cares about. McConnell doesn't care about Trump, right? No, he McConnell, like I said, McConnell's McConnell the Republican McConnell. Party being in power, right? If that if Trump helps that, then yeah, it's, it, he'll, he'll he'll do whatever he needs to do for Trump. But once 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 Trump's Trump's getting defanged a little bit, mm-hmm. and well. it's well, it's scaring a lot of supporters because a lot of the supporters are almost to this like cult like level where they see him as the savior of America, and and losing him means America is doomed. I've seen a lot like I I'm. I'm a sadist in the fact that, that like I, I go on these like far right wing websites and, and read the comments and read the posts and it's appalling, man. I don't know if you ever, if you just, just try it once in a while, go on, go on 4chan's political board and go on. Um, I, I, I go on like second cousins comment threads. Okay. That's enough. Yeah, that's as far as you go. Right. Like, like your crazy uncle, <laughs> your crazy it's uncle. It's already enough. Like, you know, that's where you like, are. That's, see the that's, 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 like, that's probably tame compared to like, the stuff that's on 4chan. I don't like, want to go on 4chan. I just, I don't want to do it. And, and the Donald.win is, is another um, message board where it's like, you go and, but just, just as a, like a thought experiment, as like, like, a, like a, psych, a psychological experiment, just, just, I just go on it for like, like uh, an hour and just browse these posts and um, make sure you're using a secure VPN because I'm pretty sure that the, a lot of these are, these <laughs> <Right>. sites <laughs> are, or uh, shady, but <laughs> I don't trust or, any of them. Or being monitored by the FBI, maybe. 
Right. I'm not worried about that. What are they going to yeah. do? Come to me. Hey, oh, no, website. you're, you're, yeah, you're not. Okay. We're not, you're not. I wouldn't post on, I'm not posting on the website. Right. <laughs> insurrection time, but, um, but yeah. And, and anytime the thing with these sites is anytime anyone goes against Trump a little bit, like McConnell did, or even like when Pence, um, like did they're, call, they're, they're calling for his head, right? It, oh yeah. He's, he's, oh, he's part of the deep state, I guess. And he's backing China and he's conspiracy. And the way they think is just, it's so fast and it, too. And I don't know how many people are there, but when, like, when you talk about numbers, numbers are a confusing thing. Cause you, you, if I said 1%, 1% doesn't seem like a lot, but if I say 1% of the population of this country, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Is it enough to do anything? Probably not. But it's still a lot of people. That, it's, enough, it's enough people to storm the Capitol building. It's enough people to do to do some scary stuff. You know, let's put it that way. Uh, it was less than one percent of the population the other day breaking into the Capitol building. So, yeah, like, we didn't even talk about like the bombs and that that, that yeah. we found and at the R at the RNC like the, RNC and DNC and the DNC. That doesn't surprise me. But it's like they really think like the, now. The RNC are the enemy, and I th and going back to Georgia, I think that that well because it's king for them. It's King Trump. It's King it, Trump. It really is. It really it's not is. a president. It's a king. It's a monarchy, and they believe in divine right, and and they believe that Jesus chose Trump to come here and save our country. And that's and I'm not and I wish I was saying that with sarcasm. I really no, you're do. Not. not. It's it's real. But I think that's why we need to do a better job. Um, educating people about what fascism actually is because i think a lot of people over the past four years have really learned what the term fascist because when before five years ago when you said fascist you just thought mussolini you just thought hitler right mussolini um but i even have people and he's, he's italian right he's from italy and we talk about mussolini and he's like he was a socialist i'm like yeah, he was a socialist until the socialists were like get out of here you're crazy and he, he was like well i'm gonna do this new thing now and it's, I'm going to call it fascism. But even that, I don't think people, people don't talk about Mussolini in the United States. We talk about Hitler. Well, yeah. Right? We talk about Hitler and when people say well, fascism. You know what? You know why we don't talk about Mussolini in the United States? Because we have too many Italian Americans. That <laughs> fact no, that Italy was part. They, 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 honestly, you have too many Italian Americans that don't want to talk about the fact that Italy was part of the Axis powers during World War II. Hey, I'm I, part Italian. I know, but I so am I. <laughs> And, and like growing up, it's like, oh wait, Italy was on the wrong side for like half the half the war. Like you don't want to think about that until fact. They got crushed, right? <laughs> right. Basically, until they were no longer a factor in the war. Well, their army, their army was never very good. They needed, they needed the Nazis. <laughs> but, but but you don't want to think about that as an Italian American. I think or some some generation, and and they separate themselves from that. They, yeah, I mean, you, you know do you mean? see a lot of that. Um, I, I guess, but. But whatever, for whatever the reason is, we uh, but we do associate fascism with with Nazism, and, and we think they're they're the same thing, and they're not. They're not. There's there's fa there's Nazism is fascist. Like Nazis are fascist. But Nazism is a whole other It's a whole other level of ideology. Fascism is a way of ruling, whereas Nazism is a way of killing people. Uh <laughs> well, it's it, right. Well, it's a fascist ideology. It's a fascist ideology that that basically says that certain, that people certain people don't belong. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a genocidal um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can say fascism, and you can say fascism as like, oh, we're just going to like cage these people off and like put them in a, in another another part of the world and say, you know, you're on your own. That's still fascism. It doesn't necessarily need to murder every every one of them. But right. But we do. That's the thing. I think we do need to. to and hopefully, this will kind of change the conversation about about things like that. Um, all right. Well, you know, I would love to talk all day, but I do have work to actually do that i get paid nice you know it's weird i know you'll be back there again one day i promise i i yeah i'm sure i actually i have a couple applications out right now so fingers crossed especially as the vaccine rolling out so um, but but luckily i i I work afternoon so you know we still will still be able to do our podcast there you go well it was a wonderful seeing you in the new year even though it's been a dark happy happy holidays happy Happy new year happy new year happy birthday to me oh happy oh that's right happy Happy birthday birthday. December 28th. If anyone wants to send me gifts, contact the podcast. I'll let you know. Um, the, f- the five or six people that, that listen, tell your, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, we talk about good things, I promise. We do. I think we do. We... All right. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Have a good Take week. Take care. Bye-bye.